0: Guess what, guys? There's only one place where you can get a true Colorado mountain pie. We were just there. Uh, we were just there. When, when were we there? Over Thursday? The weekend? Oh, yeah, last week. <laughs> after Christmas? <laughs> yeah, after Christmas or earlier this week. Uh, it's your favorite locally owned, legendary, unbelievably delicious pizza joint, Bojo's. What was your What was the best pizza? I tried every Ooh. single pizza we had. I had like eight slices We had of a pizza. lot of pepperoni pizzas. Yeah, they <laughs> like, were good. At my table, there were like three different pepperoni pizzas.
1: There was one that was like, uh, ric- I think it was called the Hipster. It mm-hmm. had like ricotta cheese, peppercinis. Yeah. It was very, it, it was absolutely named Hipster. It was delicious though. I guess I'm a hipster.
0: I had the margarita <laughs> right in front of me. I had like two or three pieces of the margarita. That one was on good. That, one was good. Right. Yeah. that
1: was all right. That was all right the pepperoni sausage went also
2: fantastic.
0: Yeah.
1: Didn't you, what did you say that I, predictable that I like like a, a
0: pizza with everything? I right? did not say that. Yes, you did too.
2: It is kind of predictable. Oh, yeah, yeah, no.
0: I said you would like like the meat lover's pizza with like uh, pepperoni, of course. sausage. It's I'm kind of You make guy. your
2: salads. You just throw <laughs> yeah. everything I've in you eating the, I've watched you eat in the press lab <laughs> for <last, laughs> the last four years. <laughs> so funny. Can I have a, a salad but can you put all the non-salad <laughs> shit on it? <laughs> uh,
1: they, by the way, bojo's elite salad
2: oh bar. look at that elite That's salad bar well, salad
0: bar is a very important thing to have at a, a pizza joint i it can is, sure. tell
2: for harrison you look good these days <laughs> look
0: like- i don't look good no, don't.
1: <laughs> we're all in the christmas uh christmas weight um no but the uh they had like different meats they had like they had lots of good stuff at the salad bar yeah highly recommend
0: we you all know, we all know Mountain pie Pies become a staple not only for natives. What? Did you have more? No, I was just saving you from
1: the five-minute um, Bojo's reading. Yeah, yeah, we, got we got to it. get on some of the bullet points. Okay. Bullet
0: All right, let's hear the bullet points. Pizza's good. Their dough made fresh daily with locally sourced honey. <laughs> that's a bullet point? I think that's a pretty Locally big sourced. I, I always associate the honey with the Bojo's. I do too, Is Nikola that Jokic the too. source of this <laughs> honey? <laughs> they also got Breck Bruce there. Um... They're willing to host your birthday and other large events. They have $4 happy hours in select locations and gluten-free and plant-based options. Whew. Also, uh, with the holiday season here, you can host your holiday party there. They have also got special pint glass koozies that make for great stocking stuffers and come with a $5 gift card. It's a
1: lot of bullet points. Bojos.com.
0: Stocking stuffers. beaujal we sent you.
2: Well done. We sent you.
0: You're listening to the
1: DNVR Nuggets Podcast with your hosts... Adam Mares, Brendan Vogt, and Harrison Wynn. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DNVR Nuggets podcast. I'm your host, Adam Mares. I'm joined by Harrison Wynn, who just did the ad read.
0: <laughs> the, the ad read of
1: the century. <laughs> also joined by Brendan Vote. What's up, guys? And we, just are, we are in the um, bowels of Pepsi Center, as, as we say. And the Nuggets just got a nice feel-good bounce-back win over a not-very-good Memphis team, although a Memphis team that had been decent recently, and Denver blew the doors off of them before coughing up the lead as they are known to do. But I, I would say this game was a comfortable win. I for guess, me, yeah. not for Michael Malone, but for me it was a comfortable
2: win. Even when it got down to 7 or 8, it was it never felt like Memphis was going to win the game. It was just a matter of can Denver complete the blowout or not.
0: Yeah,
2: In part
1: because Nikola Jokic just looked like he Oof. could score every single time that he wanted. So I guess I want to start there. Because to me, I, I don't know, to me that was the story of the night. He got the game ball. He was 12 of 19 from the field, but first of all, 19 field goal attempts. He took 20 the last game, 19 tonight, but he was just in a, in his bag tonight. 31-point triple-double, a plus 23. Nobody else on the team higher than a plus 7. Jokic was a plus 23. He scored
2: 14 points before recording his first assist tonight. It was a very oh. aggressive Jokic. Remember that Memphis game two years ago when he – Borderline refused to shoot the ball until the uh, end.
0: borderline. And by borderline, I mean that's
2: exactly what happened. Uh, tonight was like the inverse. <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to pass it. Aggressive yoke. I liked it.
0: Yeah, he got going early, like you said. 14 in the first quarter, got Denver off to a great start. And he was so aggressive on the block tonight. I remember one sequence when Memphis sent a double team, and he was like, screw your double team. I'm just going to yeah, go dude. right through you and then <laughs> score on the How block. How
2: often does he shoot through double teams? Yeah. And I was like, man, he's Not it.
0: usually. Yeah. This is Velt. Svelte. 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 Yeah, yeah like... It- well, I just put an extra V on it because yeah, did the mouthpiece. Yeah. yeah, Svelte.
1: <laughs> svelte. Yeah, I'd say he looks svelte. He does. He does, man. Uh, he looks as thin as I have seen him, but not thin as in... Like, he was thin as a rookie, but I'm just saying he looks strong. Watching him in warm-ups today, maybe even more so than the uniform, but just watching him in warm-ups, like, he walks out, he looks skinny as can be, but those tree-trunk legs, I just... I don't know. I feel like he's the best athletically. I don't know it's silly to say about Yoke, but I just feel like he's the best athletically I've ever seen him.
0: He's m- moving so well out there, like in the post, especially. He had one, uh, one grab and go today off a Memphis missed free throw. Do you remember this one? Where he got the rebound, sprinted up court, yeah. like as fast as I've ever seen the guy sprint, and then just immediately posted up yeah. uh, Jaron Jackson yeah, on the block, the yep. and then I think hit Barton, um, but. He's moving out yeah, there. Yeah,
2: yeah, two or three of those tonight where he's he's recognizing right that that chance to get the ball low early and sprinting to the spot in in ways I don't really think we saw in years past.
1: Years past. Let me even say this because I have been banging this drum and I haven't wanted to overstate it and I still don't. I feel like something happened with Yoke. I, I mean, I don't. Again, I don't want to overstate this and say he's a whole new person, whole new But I do feel like something happened in that first Lakers game and ever since there, there's just been a. I don't want to, I don't even know the right word. It's not seriousness, but just an acceptance of who he is and what his responsibility is to this team.
0: Are you guys seeing it as much as I am? Totally. And I know you don't want to overstate it, but maybe I will a little bit. Um, I think I said this, you know, back right after that Lakers game happened and maybe after the couple other games following that. But I kind of compared it to a couple other of the landmark moments Jokic has had over you know the last three years. Obviously, December 15th, and then at the end of two years ago when Paul Millsap came back from injury and Millsap pretty much just said, you're the offense. Yeah. Mm. Um, don't worry about me. I'll play off of you. And there's been a lot of little moments like that. Like, you know, maybe just his performance in, in the playoffs last year is another one. But I really do think him standing at his locker after that Laker game pretty much saying, I'm in a slump. I This has not happened to me a lot before, and I'm kind of trying to figure out how to deal with it. I'm a big, like, taking, like, ownership guy, especially
1: in sports, because we were talking about this today sitting around the table. We as analysts all love to look at the context of everything and, okay, this thing affects this thing, and, you know, it's all connected. But there is a layer of just, like, sometimes you just have to, like, Look yourself in the mirror and and say, I can be better. Forget all the other circumstances. And that, to me, is what I thought I saw in Jokic after the Laker game. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know how he would respond. But since then, I just feel like there's a, yeah, these lineups aren't always perfect. The ball's not popping. But I'm just going to do my thing
2: as best I can. That Laker game was, you know, of a certain magnitude that's kind of rare for that early in the season. And in the fourth quarter, Jokic did look to win that game in the post with his shot as a scorer. And Anthony Davis had his number. The fact that it was another big. It was like another big. Like if LeBron big, would have done it, it sure. yeah, it's not my job. But I do think because he he went to turn that stitch and go, okay, I'm going to win the game now, and he couldn't do it. And I, I part of me wonders if that kind of fed into that reflective moment, right, of, yeah, all right, man, this is – I got to be better because normally I, I take over there. Yoke had
1: – some one way to gauge Jokic's game, so it's almost – this isn't the best way, but it's one way, is how many, like – fun passes did he throw mm-hmm. he had like six tonight yeah i mean when jokic is most comfortable and confident on the court he's throwing these no look lookers and well, that's just he when he's in, in the, the zone bag.
0: that's that's when he's loose you yeah. know he's throwing those uh no look passes but kind of going back to these last this last it's almost been like a month almost right or yeah, two yeah, three, weeks, sure. three weeks three sure. weeks um well it's more, i think it's closer to him while you're talking but um I don't know it just seems like a really mature stretch from him yes him looking at what happened over the first what 15 20 games and saying all right i've got to turn it up i've got to change something about my routine something that i'm doing here isn't working you know maybe the the lifting after the games was the thing he looked at and said all right i need to start doing this and uh you know he's kind of just owned it it's been a very mature stretch from him and he's just kind of taking on the responsibility that comes with being the leader of this team right now
2: and i think you know we're on i guess you could call it the inside of this as inside as you get as media and you think about the the development long term of other stars like we don't we're not there every day we don't see it so maybe it's not a moment right maybe it's not a a, a flitch a switch was flipped so much as just you give it enough time and it does sink in we, we've talked about it on this pod before but when you come from another country when you haven't been considered an all-world basketball player for more than 4 years, 5 years, i just think you need a longer leash in terms of accepting all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. and and so i think part of his jokey laughable demeanor led us to think like okay, he's never going to get there. But i think part of it was just he he was younger than we were willing to give him credit for. I that. love that point about his the jokey demeanor because one of my
1: least favorite thing, i put this on twitter finally the other day. I think I've dm'd or like hit you guys about this a lot. I hate the use of the, like, phrasing alphas and betas and whatever when people are talking about them. Because, for one, we don't know these guys. Beta? Well, well he's not, I, I hear He's not an, alpha, time, he's
0: not a a an alpha. He's
1: a beta. And I'm telling you, it reminds me of Napoleon Dynamite just so much. Because, like, the, is that what people see the world as, like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Ask and, you, and, 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 yeah, I guess some people do. But here's the other thing is, yeah, like, there's just different personality types. The, the, the guy I always come back to when I think about Jokic is Dirk. And there were just so many people that wrote off Dirk yeah. and wrote the story on who Dirk was and what his and his deficiencies defined who he was. And it's like he just didn't look like whatever biases and stereotypes you were bringing to the table, some of which might be even racial or, uh, or European, you know, just uh, – what, what is the word I'm looking General for? General xenophobia. Xenopho- yeah. Xenophobic. Like there, there's all these things that people, I think, bring into it. And so – and they bring those to Jokic. And it's like, you know what? No, he is 24 years old. And, yes, he didn't – remember Colin Sexton slapping the floor in Summer League and people were like, oh, he's got it. <laughs> because you watched freaking Little Giants as a kid and, like, that stuff, like, meant something to you. It doesn't mean anything. Uh, anyway, with Jokic, he's the anti-that. Um, so last 13 games for Jokic. Now, Nuggets are 9-4. and four. Um, Those four losses coming on that that road trip and then sure. the, the Christmas game. Yep. Um, 21.7 points, so 22 points, 10
0: rebounds, 8 assists – 54% from the field, 41.4% from 3. 22 10 and 8. So that's also taking into account the game against the Knicks when he only scored 6 points, I believe, and Denver just did not really need his So option, we can right. we can
1: make it better by going to just the last 12 games. Yeah. Because then there he's 23 points. So 23 10 and 8. So everything else stays the same. Percentages stay the exact same In fact, the 3 point goes up a little bit. So I, I let me so let me phrase it this way. And I guess we can get out of the Jokic segment of this um where does he go from here? Are we seeing the best version of Jokic that we can possibly see right now?
0: Or is this like an upward trajectory towards
1: something even better?
0: You know, I think what we're going to see is we're going to see the Nuggets offense continue to climb. Yeah, and, as a um, whole. As a whole. Yeah. And the reason why it's going to continue to climb is because Jokic, I think, is going to continue to play at this really elite level. You know, I don't know if he's, like, playing the best basketball of his career. You probably got to point back to the playoffs for that. Um, but the thing that needs to happen for, for this Nuggets team right now, the defense I, I still think is very for real. Um, and I think they're going to finish as a top six, seven defense. The offense needs to be in back in the top ten, though. If Get you look clear. at recent, you know, the last five NBA champions, if Denver wants to be a contender – you've pretty much got to have a top 10 offense, a top 10 defense. Yeah. And uh, I think Denver is trending that way. And Jokic is obviously the catalyst. So I expect it to, you know, keep going on the up and up.
2: And I also think in Jokic's ideal world, there's almost like a cap on how good his game looks because the team played the right way. And he got to throw his outlet passes and he got to have fun. And it's not about getting it to from 30 to 40 or anything like that. Just was the team playing the right way? I, I think this is... This is kind of the baseline, as outrageous as that sounds, that I expected from him coming in. I think it gets a little better. I know I, I'm the biggest
1: Jokic guy. I agree with you that I don't know if the numbers are necessarily going to get better because, as you mentioned, they're going to win some games where he has 10 points and it's just, and 12 assists, but every, everything's just working for the Nuggets. But the thing I look at is the percentages, and 54% is very good. Three, four. 42% is obviously very, very good. But I wouldn't be surprised. Jokic is just so confident right now. Just so confident and aggressive, and I wonder, like, we've talked about this for a couple years now. What does Jokic with muscles look like? And I don't think Jokic ever going to get muscles, but if he's transformed his body with this new routine in three and a half weeks from
0: what it's we has been saw, quick. I yeah. mean, but the transformation is just extremely yeah. noticeable. And what what game were, was it when you were first, like, it, it was the first night they were in the Black Skylines, maybe? Mm, well, that was the Lakers game. The first time you looked at us and said, "Wow, Jokic looks really thin."
1: Yeah, and it's because
0: it seemed to happen like that really quick.
1: And I just keep thinking, so okay, if he, we're a month into this new regime, like this new routine for him, like what does another month or two look like? I just, I feel like he is gaining confidence. For it. The, wit- the the night that really seemed to, I can't remember which one it was. Oh, it's the after the back to back, the Phoenix game. Or, or actually, maybe it was a home back to back. When he went and lifted, I was like, okay, if he's gonna lift even after a back to back, he's truly committed to this
2: new routine. And I don't know. I just, I think this is the new yoke and I think it makes him better. It, to me, it's that the outside shooting is trending up. Mm-hmm. And by the way, interesting to kind of look at it in hindsight. Uh, Jokic, in the play, when Jokic is at his best, he is a 40 to 42% shooter from deep. He, he was ice cold and he kept shooting. He really did just shoot his way out of that slump. And it's almost kind of important that he didn't I know people wanted him to stop shooting threes and get in the yeah. post, but now he's shooting confidently from there. And like that actually is significant to me given that he was shooting like twenty-five percent for to start the year. My
1: thing with that though is I just feel like the shooting is so much about confidence. And I think the confidence comes from a lot of this other stuff sure. he's doing. Like sure, sure. we all know we feel better about ourselves when we're like my pre-Christmas self, I was feeling great, had dieted for a month. Looking <laughs> my post-Christmas self a mm-hmm. little less confident wearing all black today to hide some of the thunder. Um, I just think it's the same for, for Jokic in, in that way.
0: Yeah, he's been great. Uh, before we continue what also talking about great, this game... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the segues. <laughs> what else is always great? Uh, Breck Brew. Uh, Breck Brew is Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Davidson's the presenting sponsor of hey. this great podcast. Super Check great. out uh, Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Uh, but Bre- Breck Brew is Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits Brewery of the Month. Download their app and enjoy a six pack for only $7.99. Steal. That is a steal. You get $7.99 uh, 6 pack of Breck Brew all month long. Uh, so check out Davidson's for, for all your beer, wine, and spirits needs. They got two locations, I believe, in Denver. And uh, you can get a six pack of Breck Brew all month long, uh, $7.99 from Davidson's. Keep your eye on Breck Brew, by the way. I think some oh, yeah? exciting, Whoa. exciting Whoa. announcements on the person. very,
1: very near horizon. Wow. Swirling on the street. Also, as you guys may or may not know, <laughs> taking
0: care of your teeth is pretty important. May or may not involve DMVR. And our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray exam. That's right. You simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today online or call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today. It's a good toothbrush at Sonicare. You got one? I did. Yeah. wife went with some, like, things she found on online that's,
1: like, cheaper but worse. <laughs> I recommend the Sonic Air. You're okay. Um, all right, let's move on to talk about other players besides just Jokic today, guys. Um, let's just go through the list here. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start with Will Barton, 8 of 18, mm. 20 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists. Is it... Did I just miss out on some of the Barton things, or is he just playing so well that 26 and 7 can be quiet for Will Barton now?
0: It, it was quiet because um, I think the start he was shooting like yeah. 4 14 or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then I think it is he hit his last four shots. Off in the second half, yeah. Uh, a couple of threes. Um, I was really impressed with his playmaking tonight. Oh, yeah. Uh, the seven assists, obviously. And I mean, we know this about Barton, but the other part of his game that stuck out tonight was just how he played off of Jokic. He had like two or three backcuts that he connected with Jokic with so smooth, so clean, just so on on point. And you know he's a guy that you can trust spot up shooting, and his ability. We we've, we've beat this
2: horse, but to get the ball to Jokic, I think just all around skill set. I, I really think he's the best Jokic player on the roster. Mm. You've been you've been on this one, and I kind of I kind of dig it. I
1: I put out on Twitter to some in response to somebody today. I think Murray's peaks are higher for sure, but Barton's just always good. Like he. He's almost never not reading the two-man game with Jokic well. Mm-hmm. The things
2: that Barton are good at make him a great Jokic player. And so I, I understand that Murray's ceiling is obviously way higher. But, um, you know, it's, he's still learning. He's still learning how to play off of Jokic, those playoffs notwithstanding. Barton understands that that's where that offense is bread is buttered.
0: I think there was one sequence tonight from Barton that pretty much was symbolic of how his season is has gone so far. He missed badly on a three in the first half, sprinted back on defense, stole the ball from mm-hmm. Dylan Brooks, Denver, and then, like, started the fast break and then got, like, his great rebound on the next possession. then I think that next possession ended in a plumway dunk. Yeah. Just did a little bit of everything. Yeah, you know? yeah. he's great.
1: I, I want to say this about – because last year, obviously, he was so bad. And me trying to think about why he was so bad last year and why has Gary Harris struggled through portions of this season. And the thing that I think – you know, I played, I played college basketball at a low, a low level. I always say there's no comparison. But where I think it's especially no comparison – I think to play in the NBA, you have to be sort of a psychopath with regards to your confidence. Mm. I think confidence is so yeah. freakishly important yeah. at the NBA level that you have to almost be irrationally confident just to be on the court. And I and I think obviously with Barton there was the injury concern, he wasn't getting to the rim, all this and that, but your confidence gone, your shots gone. Jokic, he's not a twenty percent three-point shooter, but when his confidence was gone, he is a twenty percent and um, the
2: confidence the, and rhythm, man. I just, yeah, there There's <laughs> it's a, like 90% of the game. Right, like there's a threshold of talent that virtually every single player in this league far surpasses. And we always talk about like getting off to a good start in a guy's career. Maybe he needs, you know, a different setting or a change of scenery. I think it's all that. Like the confidence that you get in your early years into who you are as a player, I think, can set the tone for your career.
1: Well, this I'm going to segue to Michael Porter. I was going to wait till later, but I want to go there because to me – He's been missing so many shots. And one of the questions people have about him is like, is he the shooter that people say? And I've watched him in practice. Like, I just believe in the shot. And he hasn't shot the ball well, but I said this the other day. In garbage time, he checked in and just drained a three. Mm
0: -hmm. And I was
1: like, man, he has been missing left and short and long and right. And you get in in garbage time where there's no pressure and he knocks it down. Tonight, I thought he played with a little more confidence and a little bit more rhythm. And maybe part of that is he did hit that first three. To start things off, and just took a sigh, you know, a sigh of relief. He actually looked good tonight. This was the best Michael Porter Jr. Really game in him. a while.
0: Yeah, and was this a career high in minutes? No, nineteen. He played twenty against the Pelicans. Okay, that
1: first time he played basketball. Halloween.
0: Yeah, back on Halloween. So since then, wow. so his most minutes since Halloween uh, in two months. So that's pretty significant. But yeah, played with a lot of confidence tonight, and got a lot of minutes with Jokic. And I've been kind of beating this drum a lot, but. Man, Jokic always looks to set up Porter when, he, when they're out on the floor he together. He loves them, and doesn't he? And I absolutely love it. Yeah. Like, we've talked about how Porter's doing a lot of standing in the corner when he's out yeah. there with the bench unit. But when he's out there with Jokic, Jokic looks to go his way in DHOs. Jokic looks to set him up going backdoor. And uh, it's it's beautiful. I didn't realize
2: what the end of the MPJ rope looked like, that potential, that ceiling. What a nice fit that might be with Jokic. Oh, yeah. I really didn't, you know what I mean? But the way he cuts, the way he moves, um, and and obviously as a shooting threat, like at his size, you put him on the floor with Jokic, and and ideally in two three years, that is one of the most devastating combos out there. I keep saying it, like I I do not deny that he has not been very good this year. Sure. I mean, it's
1: just it, it's pretty much a fact at this point, especially from three. I mean, he had a six game stretch where he did not make a three. Um, but I, I just the potential's there. Tall players in general, but just tall shooters and he does have some great instincts. I also think Malone is starting to roll
2: out some better lineups mm, for him. Tonight was fun, huh? Yeah, tonight <laughs> yeah. there were some fun ones.
0: Yeah, the uh well really the only reason why we probably saw this lineup was because Paul Millsap wasn't active tonight. Oh for sure. But and I don't know if we're gonna see it again, if Paul Millsap is in the lineup, you know? Yeah. But we got a bench lineup in the first quarter of Monte Morris, Gary, Gary Porter, Wancho, and Jeremy Grant, and then we got a lot of minutes with those four with Yoke. Jokic, and then some with those four and Plumlee. Yeah. Um, so those lineups balled out. They were they were pretty good defensively, I thought, especially in that first quarter. And uh, you know, got got the ball popping a couple possessions for sure. I thought um,
2: I don't think they resulted in points, but there were a couple of plays where MPJ drove yeah. with conviction and found Wancho yeah. on yeah. the right wing. Some really strong cross court passes yeah. that uh, maybe maybe a glimpse of some some positive inclinations. There were a couple
0: him. times when he got into the lane, and we just haven't seen that Yeah, it's Just yeah.
1: exactly. I mean, he's just – he's in such a tough spot, man. I mean, he really is. And, and I, I think the more you can get him I, – I think his growth curve will be exponential if he can get over this hump. And, like, tonight didn't get him over the hump. It's going to be multiple games. But I just feel like if he can have – two weeks of good basketball, there'll be this psychological barrier where it's like, okay, I can hang in here
2: without effing up. Mm-hmm. I think that confidence thing you said applies maybe even more to him than a lot oh, of guys. Oh, no doubt do. about so, it. Yeah, he's going to, you're right.
1: Well, there was a cool thing today I'll share. During warm-ups, he um, was working out with Coach Travis Schlank and I believe... Travis Schlenk? Isn't that his name? That's the Atlanta Hawks GM. <laughs> oh, Who's who, who, who my guy?
2: Who's, uh... You're going to have to edit this no, part out, buddy. No, 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 no. Klotz?
0: Class.
1: <laughs> <Charles> Class. <Classic. laughs> <Wait.
0: Travis, laughs> I was like, wow. name drop
2: it My brain's amazing.
0: Travis. <laughs> Charles Sorry, Charles. Did you um, and
2: Travis hit it off? Or? Yeah, I guess. Class. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah, Charles Class. Uh,
1: Class. So he was working out with him and Stephen Graham, and usually these guys go through a shooting r- routine, and it'll be something of the nature of, like, you know, uh, uh, Three-point shot coming off a pin—you yeah. know, just like a basic action, and they will be like this. But today, they were yelling at different plays, and so he would be like, 22 chase out of the corner. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's how he would receive the pass, and it was almost like they were quizzing him on the playbook. Like, okay, when we do this, what's your read out of this action or whatever? And I thought it was kind of cool, so clearly trying to bring seemed up like it sleep. worked tonight. It seemed like yeah. it worked tonight. <laughs> Man, if he can get over the stupid hump— I really do think it'll be uh, something. Another player, Mason Plumlee, in the starting lineup tonight played twenty minutes. Played a lot with Yoke, fifteen points, seven rebounds, and assists, a Damn. steal, four fouls. Only a plus three, but the Jokic Plumlee minutes, man, we don't see it anymore very often. But it just is a natural. They got off to that hot start.
0: Yeah, the Jokic Plumlee combo, I thought, played significantly better, and just the Nuggets look significantly better with them out there compared to the Jokic Grant combo and you know we had assumed grant was going to start the four f- for Millstep, like he has in the two games i believe Millsap has missed uh but it was plumbly and i that was because of memphis's size and i also think it had to do with the fact that the pelicans killed denver on the boards of the offensive yeah, glass yeah. in particular at times on christmas day and grant got killed a lot in that game on the offensive glass and just has not been a great rebounder so far. So they wanted to get Plumley in there and um you know th- it's funny that combo going back, you know, a couple of years now, it did not play great immediately but has since you no, know, Denver's been good with those two out on the floor You know, at the very beginning of when Plumley got here it was not good but now, largely over the last couple of years, it's been really positive. Yeah, well, tonight
2: it was with three ball handlers and shooters, right? So I think last year we remember some of those minutes with Tory Craig, and that's kind of a different dynamic. Um, what is it, Adam, about Jokic and Plumlee? I, I definitely agree with the rebounding point. Offensively, why, why do they why do they work like that? I think the biggest reason, one, he
1: plays the dunker, which I just think is such a valuable spot. And Jeremy Grant, for whatever reason, they have him outside a little bit. More than what I think is, is necessary. But two, I think, and, and Plumley kind of alluded to this in the game that there's sort of an, un, you have to learn how to play off of Yoke. It's just, he's so different than every other player yeah. in the league that it's not like, oh yeah, I'm familiar with this because I played with this guy. Like, he's so different. And Plumley talks about like, Jokic handles most of the playmaking when they're there. And something about Plumley does that stuff too, but when Jokic's on the court, he's like, okay. Not my job. Right. Just got a rebound. Like he, It's almost like he reduces his role to one or two things. Like, okay, I'm just going to rebound, maybe set a screen on the weak side, and that's it. I cut to the rim every and now and then. And that's it. Yeah. And, I, and I think there's. I mean, Plumlee is very, for all of the things that Plumlee does that I think drives fans up mad, when he plays with Jokic, he really does just do his job.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a, a certain dynamic emerging with Plumlee here, and it's fair and understandable. Kind of reminds me of Will Barton a little bit from two years ago. There are things that Plumlee does that annoy people that it feels like the misses are so loud yeah. that, that you remember the frustrating moments. Then you go back and you re-watch a game or you look at the box score. There are a lot of nights where Plumlee's the best guy off the bench for this team. And mm-hmm. I think
1: there's some of that with those post-ups, right? Like right. He was 6-10 from the field tonight. It was pretty good. Well, and sometimes we look at the post-up and we're like, what are you doing? Well, that second unit doesn't score. Sometimes they can't score. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And also, you know, a lot of those post-ups come in the last five seconds of the shot clock where yeah. Denver runs its offense for 15 seconds, can't get anything, and then they just dump the ball yeah. off to Plumlee.
1: I want the record to state I, too, hate those post-ups. <laughs> <They try laughs> I'm just saying, at least there's something.
0: He made a bunch of them tonight. I mean, he missed like a couple, and then he had that miss on the uh, the jumper he had.
1: Yeah, he always has some funny plays. But 15-7, you know, not too bad. Gary Harris, 37 minutes tonight. He goes 5 of 11 from the field. He does miss two three-pointers. We, Brendan and I sit next to each other, and we joke that Gary Harris is 0% on those, like, eight pass possessions that ended him having a wide-open three. It's, those are the momentum ones where the whole crowd goes, whoa, and he just never seems to make them. But 5 of 11, very solid. Um, 12 points, a couple stats here or there,
2: three steals, one block. Getting to the rim tonight, I thought, with yeah. with some conviction and, and a little pep in his step and I'll maybe less, um, I don't know if fear is too strong of a word, but less hesitation when finishing at the rim. I don't know.
0: Yeah, um, I thought defensively he was good three steals tonight. Do you guys think he makes an all-defense team this year? Mm. Because it's tough. Because all-defense a lot is just kind of about name recognition. Yeah. And you know there's going to be a bunch of guys on there already. Kawhi, sure. Paul George, Anthony Davis, Giannis, Embiid. Like you know, there's seven or eight guys who are just going to be on there from that, that have just been on there in years past.
2: That would be my hesitation. Yeah, yeah. That he would there's get like overlooked. one, there's
0: like two or three spots that are open every year. What is he
2: deserving? Uh, is he in the conversation? Of course. Of course. I, I think
0: if Denver ends up with like a top three defense, yeah, you probably need a guy from the Nuggets on there. You got
1: to have a representative, and it'd be him or Millsap. And I think you can at least point to. So the case he has against some of these high profile They'll just,
0: you can just put up the list of guys that he's held to sure. near yeah. season lows this year
1: Yeah, um, but the, the getting to the rim part to me is the biggest thing for Gary because he only took two threes tonight but it, it was very very evident that he was willing to dribble into the teeth of the defense and make plays and make the right ones um, Jamal Murray tonight 5 of 14 15 points 5 rebounds 5 assists he was a minus 2 the only starter in the negative what do we make of his game
0: some good, some bad. I thought he had a couple loud plays like that dunk he had was Ooh,
1: that was a great dunk. J-
0: was a nice little jolt of energy. After the
1: game he called it just a dunk.
0: <laughs> yeah, tell that to Tyus Jones. <laughs>
2: picking up his dignity well, off the ground. Yeah. Also
1: classic Jamal. I do this whole time. I like was never wasn't seen a dunk great. like that. Yeah. He had
2: some nice he had some really nice passes, a couple of them.
0: Yeah.
1: I felt like the third quarter lull had a lot to do. He had a couple weird moments in there. Like there's a couple like, okay, dude, that's this is the possession you're going to do. A little turnaround fade away. Yeah, I mean, he was eight, 5 of
0: 14 and missed a lot in that third quarter. There worry. was a lot of um, uh, flare over function. For yeah, for, kinda, sure. You know. for sure. For sure. He he, sometimes I think Denver gets
1: the ball popping and he's the one that feels it the most. Like, ooh, I'm on fire. So like, collectively, you're on fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, Jeremy Grant tonight, 4 of 10, 12 points, 4 rebounds. He did start the second half, which is kind of weird. So Plumlee starts the first half. They get off to a great start, which we kind of predicted, right? We're sitting there on press row, and I'm like, "Oh man, I'm, Jokic Plumlee, is gonna it's gonna roll." Second half, they go with Grant, and they don't roll. Am I making this? Am I reducing this too easily?
2: Um, I mean, that is what happened, as a matter <laughs> of fact. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to to write it up. Let me
1: know, actually on, talk about it Grant. this way. I, Plumlee and Jokic took a little time to gel That first year when Plumlee came over, they weren't a great fit next to each other, and then they were. Millsap, same thing. Do you think Jeremy Grant's just in the figuring out how to play with Jokic curve? Possibly.
0: Yeah, a little of it. Like you said, it's a big adjustment playing with Jokic, especially from where Jeremy Grant was coming from.
1: I want to see him in the dunker. I just like him in the dunker mm-hmm. spot. I think that there's a better chance that Denver becomes an elite
2: team with him there than they do with the three, but what do I mean? I, I just think he, he he just needs to be a better defensive rebounder, in my opinion.
1: Monte played a little bit. I talked about fun lineups. There's really not a whole lot to talk about him here, but there were some fun lineups that, that he was into. I like when he is paired with Jokic as the point Me guard. Too. When yep. you go to some of your more offensive lineups. Let Jamal carry some
2: of the bench. Yeah, let, let Monte Especially run those, those long boy shooting lineups we talked about earlier. <laughs> long, boy long boy
1: shooting. Lineups. Then Wancho in the game. A classic Wancho. 11 and a half minutes. 0 for 1. Love it. How does that guy only get... It always happens, but... <laughs> He only he rarely gets these shots up. Yeah. Um, nobody else. I guess that's it. All
0: right, guys. Um, what are we talking about? My internet went down, so I got to oh, pull it off my phone. No. Uh, but Piper Electric has been serving the Denver metro area since 1983 through a commitment to customer service and team performance. Piper Electric is the hometown electrical contractor you can trust. If you call 303-646-6765, they will give you the DNVR hookup and save you 20% off your next service call. No job is too big or too small for Piper Electric. They work with the top professionalism and integrity in the biz, whether it's residential, commercial, or industrial work. Don't forget, you got to call 303-646-6765 to receive 20% off your next service call. So asked after the game Jokic asked what he's looking or what does he
1: know about Sacramento or like what what can you tell us and he's basically and we forget this sometimes he loves playing against them because those are my friends. He's got his boys. So his boys going to be flying into town tonight of course we're talking about Bielitza Bogdan Bogdanovic who's hopefully a future nugget. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd take Bialica too. I'd take the, I'd, I, would <laughs> I like too, Bialica. But, you know
1: what Denver let's do Jokic this. Jokic would never this, pout again. The Serbian exactly. <laughs> they get the Serbians all here just it does. I don't care how you do it. Uh, I love Bealitsa's game. Yeah. He's like a smart player too. The Kings having some trust issues. You look at they, <laughs> <laughs> according to Buddy Hield, they have now lost five straight. They're playing the Phoenix Suns as we speak. Or actually, no, they play them tonight.
0: This is the classic December swoon for the Kings. I think it's happened three years in a row. <laughs> a tradition, unlike <laughs> Just any three? other. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I think like, like they've been getting hyped
0: up as a potential oh, fringe right, yeah. playoff team for yeah. three years and always. Crater in December.
1: So they're playing in Sacramento tonight against Phoenix, which is kind of brutal for a back to back where you have to fly from from Mm -hmm. there to here.
0: But was it was Memphis on back to back too? Were they? I don't know. I think Denver might have just caught two teams on back to backs on a Nuggets back to back.
1: But what do you want to see in this? So we kind of blocked this stretch of ten games off. Denver is now through nine of them. They're eight and one. We said eight and two would would sort of be good, like an A. Um, they're going to get
0: that or better. What do you look for in this game now uh, against Sacramento? I mean, the one thing we haven't had over this stretch is we haven't seen the Nuggets get out to a good lead, which big lead, which they have, but keep the big lead. And yeah. I, I don't want to like beat a dead horse, I, and I honestly think it's not the biggest problem in the world because the NBA is, is a game of runs, and it's just human nature to let your foot off the gas when you get up 20 points, and, and teams do come back on even the best teams in the league, uh, like they come back on Denver. Um, but I would love to see Denver get up by twenty in the second quarter or so, and just keep a lead like that throughout the rest of the game. I think that'd be a big confidence booster.
2: Yeah, similar answer here. How about a big boy third quarter? Um, some some of the the great NBA teams of late, you know, particularly Golden State, you know, would really put their foot on the throat in the third of a game when they smell blood. And Denver doesn't always do that, and that's fine if you're racking up the wins, but. If you want to put like a nice little bow on top of this, of this uh, ten game stretch, I think you come out and you finish the game in the third. Yeah, I,
1: I'm curious. Sacramento is just in such a tough spot right now, and they have players that I think are clearly going to be traded. And I think that's always a tight spot to be. Unfortunately for Denver, you know Beasley, we all agree, is probably going to be traded. But it's he's not the most important guy. In fact, you can just not Start play. Causing him. friction, right? And yeah. it can't cause friction, but. You know, Bogdanovich is on the trade block right now. He's a big piece of their team. I mean, Buddy Hill does but, not seem happy. But, Buddy Hill doesn't seem like he's exactly <laughs> thrilled with how things are going. So they have some major pieces. But the one thing I'll say, if you look at Denver's season, win three, and then they drop two, Dallas, New Orleans, and they were in a funk at that point. They almost lost to Sacramento at home. They were in a funk, and it seems like sometimes when they get knocked off the wagon, they fall into a funk. They lose the one to Atlanta. They go on a six-game win streak. Then they lose four, five out of their next six. Denver riding the ship to in this game, like after the down New Orleans game, I think was important in part because Denver's just prone to sort of, again, f- falling into multi-game slumps, and I think tomorrow represents that. One, we know Malone hates playing against Sacramento; like he just hates them. Two, it ends this home stand, and then three, after that, at Houston, at Indiana, at Washington, at Atlanta, at Dallas, mm. you've got a f- brutal five-game stretch. Which is very realistic that Denver could lose all. I don't think they will. But it's not crazy to think they would have another lose four out of five on a road trip like they just went through. So, to me, tomorrow's game does have a little sense of urgency to it. Yeah,
0: you got to get a win tomorrow. A, because of the road trip that's coming up. And B, because you've got to bank wins and try to get a top two seed here in the West. Which I think Denver is is very capable of doing. Um would love to see Murray have a nice night, knocking some threes. We only took two of them tonight. So I would like to see a big Jamal Murray game before I'm predicting he goes for 50 in January. I'm holding true to that <laughs> prediction. <laughs> uh, but i like to see a big Murray game. and I think Jokic is going to have a lot of highlight passes tomorrow. That's my prediction.
2: I've got another one. If he plays a nice game for Mr. Millsap. Um, who was integral to to what they were doing well to start the year, um, has missed some games. The offense has taken off. Great minutes for Plumlyokich tonight, but the truth is, of course, that this team has been great with Millsap on the floor. So a return to form from him would be nice to see.
1: He doesn't always guard stretch fours that well. No, he doesn't. starts for them, so you know that could be a a, a tricky one. I Man, you look at their roster. <coughs> this guy, I, I would I wouldn't mind Buddy healed on the roster. I wouldn't mind uh, Bogdanovich, Bialitsa. They've got some guys. Deadman's unhappy. He wants out. A nice little showcase for the Kings. In a front little, of little showcase. Night. Yeah. You don't know, see how you guys like Beasley. Look at him. Yeah. Maybe it's a Beasley game. Yeah. Oh. You get him to score about six threes. And, uh, and and maybe you get a deal for him. Anything else we should take away or talk about before we uh, hop out of here?
0: I don't think, I think so. They I had something
1: written down.
2: Oh, you did. Oh! Malone's comments about the post. Great. Here it is. I just found it. Malone's comments about the post.
1: Um, <laughs> so, Rick Carlisle... Very famously the other day, when being criticized, or I guess I should say Chris Steps Porzingis being criticized by Charles Barkley and Shaq. And look, I love those guys. They're not for us, the people that are obsessive about the NBA. That shows for the casual observer, and they love them because they're very funny. But the one thing that they do... That is so annoying, is they just continue to continuously crap on the big men of today's NBA because they just don't take the time to understand that the game has changed. That being said, Rick Carlisle went really far in his defensive of Chris Steps, So far as to say that the post up is dead in today's NBA. It's an
2: inefficient shot. To which he has a point, right? I mean, well, especially when KP is the one taking. Oh well, yeah, he, but for whatever.
1: So Malone I asked him this about practice the other day and he mentioned it sort of unprovoked tonight. Like nobody asked him about it.
0: The the question was because Denver got a couple easy buckets at the basket, and I don't think it was even all on Jokic's post ups in like a segment, I believe, in the third quarter. And Malone was like, Yeah, we uh post why wouldn't I post up? He said, I know some coaches don't believe in the post up. <laughs> I do. <laughs> and we've been around Malone enough to know that there's like
1: so, sometimes he is saying things very poorly. Was, was that, that was it a mic drop. It was a thorny yeah. comment. There yeah. was a little bite on For it. For sure. Uh, all right. Well, I guess that was our only point is that you? we
0: all agree that there is a little... Well, now I would love to see a uh, Mavs-Nuggets playoff series. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> one post-up, one Jokic post-up, but leading to a Chris Stapp's three. <laughs> a coach beef where, like, yeah,
1: like, the coaches, every, like, the the Mavs win a game and they're talking about, oh, yeah, well, we weren't clogging up the post. <laughs> <laughs> That's Looks what, like
2: those three-point shots we had were working pretty well tonight. That'll save the ratings.
1: Kobe, <laughs> <laughs> Carlisle. Oh, man, it would be so perfect, too. Like, Doncic, Porzingis, Jokic, three euros, and then two coaches bickering at each other, and then the, cat, the TNT cast just, like, not understanding anything.
2: Neither other. of
0: these teams can win. <laughs> yeah. I do think both coaches are kind of on point about each of their situations, though, sure. because – no, Dallas should not be posting up Chris Stapp's Porzingis. And yes, yes the Nuggets should. should, of course, I be posting were, up Nikola Jokic. They
2: both pointed out local accuracies against a a, a background of, of
0: yeah. falseness. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah, but neither when, of them contained it within just our team. Our team, team. But they it both like, made
2: it a philosophy and a blanket statement, which is obviously... I guess does. some
1: people don't think the
2: post-up is valuable. Shrug. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Classic Malone. Yeah. I, mean, I love why, it. What's the point? <laughs> I love it, man. I'm all for these beefs. I want all kinds of beefs. Beefs everywhere. All right, guys, that was it. That was a fun game. Denver got back on track. That New Orleans won. The one thing I actually want to make a comment on this. Somebody pointed out that it was, I think, the fifth game in eight days. Let me see if that's accurate. New Orleans here. Yeah, the New Orleans game, and sometimes we forget that stuff. Like, look, it was Christmas. I wish they would have played better. I don't. I'm not making excuses for them, but one of the complaints about them in that game was that they just sure didn't look like they. It wasn't though. One, two, three, four, five. Oh yeah, it was. It was the fifth game. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but uh, I guess maybe there was something to that. Denver looked like they had much more of a sense of urgency in this one, so.
0: Maybe they just
2: didn't want to play on Christmas next year. You
0: never know. Hey, I I salute them for it. All right. I think that's all we got. (laughs) All
2: right. See you, guys. I'm going home. Another
0: great podcast presented by uh, (laughs) Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Ooh. (laughs) Is there no post-roll? Oh, there is. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. As you guys may or may not know, taking care of your teeth is pretty important. Our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free sonic Sonicare. You call free it. Free Sonic? I did call, you call it. You called it. Nailed it. Uh, when you schedule a cleaning x-ray exam, that's right. You simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free sonic Sonicare. Check them out today online or call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today.